welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Yvonne. And I'm Sabrina. And as always, we're back with another fun-filled episode of Black Girl Brunch. And you know what? I'm I'm willing to say that this week's episode was probably more fun than a traditional episode because we always have more fun when we have a guest. Yes. Especially when that guest is someone who has made me and Sabrina's life so much more uh, beautiful and just accessible as vegans. Y'all know it can be really, really challenging to find good food as vegan, but as vegans, but our next, our guest has made it so easy for us and has changed our lives when she opened uh, her restaurant. You know what? I'm just going to pause because I'm about to tell you the story. So let's welcome in our <laughs> guest, Nicole Marquise. Welcome in, Nicole. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We really appreciate you for taking the time to come to the show. And let's just get started with telling the folks who you are, what you do, and where they can find you. Well, first of all, I just adore you both. (laughs) I've been following you now on Instagram. I'm so excited for this podcast. And thank you for all your support over the years and coming in and supporting our restaurants. It means so much. And I love to see other female entrepreneurs do their thing. So, so good. Um, But yeah, a little bit about me. Um, I am the founder of Hip City Veg, um, which is 100% plant-based, fast casual restaurant. And we have restaurants in Philadelphia and in Washington, D.C., And I've been doing that since 2012 when I launched the first Hip City Veg in Rinhouse Square. And I'm also the founder of Bar Bonbon, which is a plant-based, Latin-inspired restaurant and tequila bar. And that's really an homage to my Puerto Rican heritage. My mom's from Puerto Rico. My whole family lives there. So I really wanted to do something to honor my Latina roots and that is in Philadelphia. And I'm also the founder of Charlie Was a Sinner, which is a moody little cocktail lounge and vegetable restaurant in Midtown Village in the neighborhood right in Philadelphia. Um, so that's really fun. And, and I love just like the different vibes of each one of them. And so happy to really do what I'm so passionate about every day, which is bringing plant-based foods to people everywhere yes and we cannot thank you enough for that like literally everywhere i go i turn and like i see one of your restaurants and i'm just like oh like i'm covered like and i i have to tell you another time how i went crazy at charlie was a center by myself (laughs) it was the the bill it looked like it was three people there and i don't regret it um (laughs) but the, the next question is um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, an interesting story. And I hope, I think my friend's going to tune in, listen to this tomorrow, um, because she's in the story. When we were five, six, seven years old, we were best friends, you know, since kindergarten, we would always say when people would ask us that question, we wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Wow. really she was the one who wanted to be a neurosurgeon and I thought that was so cool and I was like I do too you know and we were like really into it and um we thought that was just the coolest thing to like learn about the brain I don't know why we were really young but anyway um 
she actually went on to study neuroscience wow. and became an ER physician. <laughs> oh. uh, my road was a little windy and um, you know, I really went into the arts and into communication and theater and performance. That's where I had, you know, my passion was. Um, and then of course that changed once I realized that what I eat has the most powerful impact, not on just my health and my family's health, but on the environment and of course on animals. Um, and once I realized that and I could live a holistic life by just choosing to eat plants, I, 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 it was almost like a spiritual Mm -hmm. awakening for me. And that I really, I really believe that's when I found my purpose. Um, and also something interesting with that is when I moved home after studying theater and communications, um, I, convinced my dad to eat plant-based. He was, you know, in his fifties, he was, um, overweight. He had blood pressure issues on four medications and was just diagnosed with type two diabetes. And I said, Poppy, you have to eat more fruits and vegetables. And he goes, I'm, I'm fine. I, you know, I have a standard American diet. I don't eat that many sweets. I'm okay. Um, and he's a nurse practitioner. So I've, you know, he learns about this stuff all the time and works with it. And he just figured it was genetics. And I'm like, no, try eating plant-based. I promise you we'll, we'll see a difference. Well, in two months of adopting a plant-based diet, he completely changed his entire health. It was dramatic. He lost 25 pounds. He got off all four blood pressure medications and he was able to put his type two diabetes into remission for some time. And yeah, it was a miracle right before my eyes. And so that's really what, um, changed my whole trajectory. And I knew I needed to bring this to people everywhere. Wow. Wow. I'm so inspired hearing that. I'm actually in a very similar situation with my mom. Um, I've been able to inspire her to cut out like a lot of meat. My mom's been pescatarian for a while, but now like I'm turning up the volume because of the high Hmm. blood pressure and all these different, you know, conditions that she, that she has. And we want our parents to be around and I don't know what happens where we turn from being like the child to the person that's like telling our parent what to do. But like, I'm in the same, situation and my mom is like trying her best to be more plant-based to be um more like raw so a lot of times she's just eating salads Mm -hmm. and uh just incorporating as many veggies in her diet as possible so totally with you in the power of like you know bringing not just the plant-based diet not only impacts us but it radiates out to our family because we can be like a positive influence for them Yes. yes, totally. Yes. And um, again, like Sabrina, I don't think we have truly communicated like how how hype we were when that Hip City Veg came into University City. Um, yes, <laughs> yes, because I'm a, I'm from around the area, um, and I stopped eating meat when I was 15. I wanted to be vegan, but my parents were like, "We don't know what vegan is. You have to eat something." So when I was 15, I was like, all right, I'll be pescatarian. There was nothing in the area for me to eat at all. And then I went to college in New York. I came back and my dad was like, 
you have to try this place. It's called Hip City Veg. And Hip City Veg was literally the first vegan restaurant in the area. And it was wow. like the only place that I could eat when I came back home um, from school. And I love that your dad told you about that. Yes. (laughs) And so every time, and like speaking about our parents, so every time I I don't really like juice. So every time I order from Hip City, I get, because I have to get the mildew. You have to get the mildew. (laughs) I get the kale lemonade and I give it to my dad because he drinks juice and I want him to drink a better juice. So I'm like, kale lemonade, you're going to drink this. And he loves it. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay, so we fresh press those lemons every uh-huh. day and we juice the kale in-house. So you're getting all fresh, organic. So, And we use only a little bit of um, organic agave wow. nectar. See, it's it. good. It is good because at first I was like, oh my gosh, I don't like juice. But I'm like, wait, this is good. But I give it to my dad because he's like the juice monster. <laughs> so I'm like, he can't have this. And he loves it. Oh, I'm so glad. I love that. Yes, yes. Same here. I actually just got my grandma uh, the vanilla milkshake because she loves milkshake, but dairy bothers her stomach. Dairy bothers everyone, which you would think would be a sign for people to just stop, (laughs) you you know, consuming dairy. But I have to say that strawberry milkshake, the like milkshake of the month, it is like one of the best milkshakes I've ever tasted. So again, yes, honestly, so good. It's so good. So we... We can keep going. We can keep going. Um, but we've all decided to come become vegan for different reasons. Um, we'll love to know like what it was like. When was the moment that you decided like this is something I want to do? Yes, it's good for the animals, it's good for the environment, but it's still difficult and a huge lifestyle change. So what made you yeah. become vegan? Such a good question. You know, it was really a journey for me and it, it definitely started, um, it always, it, there was always a book involved mm. that I read that really changed the way I saw the world. And the first one was Mad Cowboy by Howard Lyman. And Oprah spoke about him on one of her shows and was like so, you know, uh, impacted by, by that information that he wrote. And really, he was a fourth generation cattle rancher that talked about the destructive nature of factory farming on the environment and on our health. Um, And he survived cancer. Um, And I think from that book and reading all about mad cow disease, I, that's when I started um, just eliminating beef from my diet. And then, and then slowly I became pescatarian reading more about that. And then I read The China Study by Dr. T. Colin Campbell. And it's a comprehensive nutritional study that talks about how animal protein affects cancer cells, almost like a light switch, turning on and off cancer yeah. cells. And I you know, had always struggled with being afraid of you know, the possibility of breast cancer, I, I was always thinking about it. My grandmother had breast cancer, and I think that really affected me as a child, just seeing her go through that. Um, and, you know, so originally I started going plant-based because of my own health. I just wanted to feel better. I wanted to make sure I had the best chance to, like, thrive and, and not, um, you know, suffer from lifestyle diseases, which I saw so many people around me and my family suffer from. And... 
But that quickly evolved when I realized that animal agriculture accounts for more greenhouse gases than all of the transportation, cars, trucks, airplanes, power plants in the world combined. And I was like, wow, we can avert the climate crisis by just eating a veggie burger instead of a beef burger. And the veggie burger can taste just as good. Like, why aren't we doing this? It just, it didn't make sense to me why we wouldn't. And, but, but I quickly realized that food is so emotional for people. It's so tied in with family traditions and cultures. And, you know, in Puerto Rico, when I went home and I told everyone I was vegan, they were like, I do. <laughs> what's wrong? You know, like, is, some, is, is it your stomach? Like, what, what's happening? You know, so they didn't even understand um, why I would do that. But I realized that it's so about our, our traditions and our culture that I knew I had to make vegan food that was familiar to people. Mm-hmm. And for me, I grew up going to McDonald's with chicken nuggets and a Happy Meal and a burger. And I know we don't do that anymore, right? We're evolving from that. But um, everyone knows what a crispy chicken sandwich tastes like. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves it. Everyone knows what a great burger tastes like. And if I can do that, make it vegan and taste even better than animal products, I think I have a winning formula. And that's what I set out to do. And you did it. And you really did it. You definitely did that. <laughs> you did that. Let's <laughs> make that crystal clear. Oh. You did it. Like, yeah. food is so good. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That means so much to hear. And like, you know, there, the restaurant industry had so many struggles over the last couple of years. So like talking with amazing women like you and just hearing how like, People are really interested in this and people want to see their family's health transform and get better. And people are looking for this type of food. It's just so reassuring and like is my why. It keeps me going every day through the hard challenges of running a business. So thanks for the positive affirmation. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. It means so much. Yeah, it's just like I'm just like so excited right now because veganism means so much to us. And like I'm almost a decade vegan and like I want people to hear this because it's to me like you said my why is bigger than oh I want to be vegan and lose weight or I want to do this like it's it's I owe it to like my community the earth and the animals like it's so big to me and that's why I stay grounded and I never want to like shift and do anything else like I want to be vegan my whole life so that's like you said your why has to be has to be big yes yes oh absolutely totally agree with that and the next question is tell us the story of how you became a restaurateur Ooh. okay so you know it all really clicked for me when I became vegan like I think I mentioned it was almost like a spiritual thing for me I, I understood how I could have a positive impact on the world by, by showing people that you can eat this way and it can taste good and it can be part of your lifestyle. And um, just so, like you said, it's so big, the why, right? So when I was 
but that, but I also realized, you know, I can't preach mm-hmm. about this. Like people, they're not going to believe it. My dad was an example of that. He was, he's a meat, you know, he was a meat and potatoes guy. So he's like, listen, if it's not easy and it doesn't taste good, I don't want to know about it. You know, <laughs> you know? And so I knew that I had to create a business plan that would bring this to people everywhere. And so I really looked at what was done before me, like the fast food industry, and how can I do that and build that model, but for good and to do good. And um, and that's where I really started writing my business plan for Hip City Veg. You know, my vision has always been to create a national and international wow. brand. Um, that is part of the mission. Growth is part of the mission because we want to reach people everywhere. So I never set out just to open one restaurant. I'm, I'm, I'm not a chef. I'm not classically trained. I do believe I have a good palate. I, I have an understanding of, I think what people want. Um, you know, I pay attention a lot to what people want and what they're looking for. Um, a lot of it's gut, you know, a gut feeling. Um, and some of it's like a lot of research too, but I started putting all of that together into a business plan. I hired a chef consultant to help me put together some recipes and I would go to him with a mood board and I would say, okay, this is what I want my crispy chicken sandwich to like feel like. And he's like, feel like, I'm like, <laughs> yes, I want it to feel, you know, I want it to be nostalgic. I want it to be crunchy, you know? And so we would go through all the flavor profiles and he helped me create a great sandwich, but vegan. Um, and then I, I did that all along my journey with different chefs and I would just work with really great talent to come up with different recipes, um, put that together. And I wrote an 80 page business mm-hmm. plan um, which was, you know, I think I always give young entrepreneurs this advice, write it down. If you have an idea, put it on paper, because when the ideas swirl around in your head, they, that's all they'll do is they'll just keep swirling around. You got to get it out of your head, put it on paper and start organizing it. And that's what I did. I just wrote, this is what I want the place to look like. This is you know, what I want people to feel like when they're there or when they order the food or how much I want it to cost. And I would go through that. I wrote every detail I, I could down and, you know, came up with a financial analysis that a friend of mine helped me build and presented that to, to an amazing husband and wife couple who are health enthusiasts. And I said, I have this idea. I would love for you to be part of it. And they took a big chance on me wow. and invested in the first Hip City Veg. Oh, no, they're so happy yeah. that they did that now. <laughs> I, know. I know, I know. They're just amazing. I want to give them a shout out, actually. Lisa and Jamie McGuire. I just, you know, they've been with me for, for 11 years now and um, believed in it when, when really no one else mm. did. I, I remember so many people were like, whoa, you're going to have to sell, do you know how many burgers you're going to have to sell in order to pay that rent in Rittenhouse Square? <laughs> and I'm like, actually, mm. I do. I figured that out. You know, I'm going to have to, it's a lot, but we can do it. So it's always good to find great people and bring them around you and build relationships. Mm. 
build trust. Um, business is hard, um, but if you do good and you take the the next right step and you build trust with people, um, you'd be surprised. People want to invest in other people, and that's what they usually invest in. By the way, they, they're not usually they're not always investing in the actual concept or the business. They're investing mm -hmm. in you. Um, so you have to show up every day to build that trust that that you can you know that you can take that investment. Wow. Yeah. That is that is an amazing story and I know that um people are always uh, nervous when you buy like any type of real estate or invest in any type of business in Rittenhouse but it's like there's no area of the city that that people can discover you in that in that like that area yeah. you know so it's like sometimes you can look at it as like the rent and other times you can look at it like the discoverability of it all oh totally that's a great way to look at it i mean marketing your real estate is a huge part of marketing although i will say a lot of that changed in the mm. pandemic we went from being a brick and mortar restaurant to being mostly right. digital most of our orders come through online platforms. Mm, like DoorDash and... So this, oh, okay. Yeah, all yeah. of that. So this has been a major shift. We're figuring it out. Um, I have faith, though. I, I do have faith. I, I think the, you know, and part of why I have so much faith in, in the brand and in, in our company is the people. Mm -hmm. And I don't even, I don't say that lightly. Like, I was just talking to my VP of operations, who's been with me for 11 years, and I look around and I'm like, wow, our team stuck with us <laughs> through the hardest time period for restaurants in the history of restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're here and they're smiling and the morale is high. Like that's something to really be proud of, I think. Um, and, and makes me feel good at the yes, end of the day. Yes, your team is amazing, especially in, at a uh, Rittenhouse location. Um, but Sabria yes. and I were just there again last month getting the yes. birthday cake uh, milkshake. Again, we always know what the milkshake of the month is. <laughs> and one, one time I was sitting in that, um, at the Rittenhouse uh, square location and I was sitting in a window. And this is the funniest story, but I was eating that chicken sandwich that you talked about and you got it right with that mouthfeel, which is funny because now folks are talking about that more in the vegan community. Like what's the mouthfeel? Because sometimes vegan food can be like the flavor's good, but it's something about the consistency that's just not quite there. But like, I feel like you've always had the mouthfeel down just because again, you didn't want it to taste like vegan food. You want it to taste like food. But I was eating yeah. a chicken sandwich in the window and this woman walked by and was like, what is that? I guess because I was just like really into it. But so if that doesn't, you know, solidify the fact that Rittenhouse was a great location, hopefully that story alone will get you to understand that people are walking by. Folks are in the like, you know, window um, eating. And it, it's just something funny I always think about. I'm like, I must have really made that sandwich look good. Oh, my God. That sounds like a perfect commercial. Can we shoot that? That, I, I can reenact the entire scene. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a perfect, and it's like it's a good location, but it's bad for me because I my gym is down there. So like I will leave the gym 
and get a milkshake. Like I don't care. I will literally <laughs> do. You worked for it. I definitely work for it. Oh my goodness. Um. So our next question is about challenges. Like you've named how some people were shouting out, like, do you know how many burgers you have to sell in order to meet this, in order to get that? Like, what other challenges? Even like the pandemic. What other challenges have you had, and how do you just keep your head above water and keep pushing through? Oh, such a good question. I think about this a lot. I mean, in my experience, running a business is is just all challenging. <laughs> it's like all every day there's a new challenge. And that's what it's about. I mean, it's, and so you have to go into it with a solution-oriented mm. mindset. You have to, one, have a strong reason for why you're doing it or else it's just too hard, right? Like, I always say, I'm not going to work this hard for money. I, I just don't, I don't want money that bad to work this hard. But I am working this hard because I have a strong mission, right? If it were just about money or if it were just about, you know, something that, and I'm not saying money isn't a bad goal. It, it, it is. And it's definitely part of it. I mean, we're a for-profit company. But something that means so much to you is is what's going to take you through all of the challenges. And, and it's what's going to remind you to never give up because that's what happens. The grind just gets hard and you have to make a choice every day. You know, am I going to keep doing it or am I not? And I think if you have a mission and you have a clear goal that you want to hit, that makes it so much more doable. So that's how, I mean, that's one way I get through the challenges is just knowing why I'm doing it and feeling really strongly about that. Um, I get through challenges by leaning on my team and putting incredible people around me and asking for help on a regular basis. It's one thing that comes natural to me is to ask for help. I'm not shy. A lot of people have a problem with that. Maybe they grew up in a way that, you know, or maybe their personality or whatever. But I think it's one key um, tool that a lot of entrepreneurs need to be able to use because we can't do it alone. And, you know, well, I another way I get through challenges is I have a very strong practice of gratitude and journaling and visualization. So every night I journal and I visualize what it is I want. And I make a very thorough list of all the things that I'm grateful for. And there's something magical that happens when you do that. It's some force in the world that comes to your aid, that comes to you when you focus on the things that are really working out and that you feel so blessed for. And, and to do that, even when there are things that feel insurmountable uh, or too hard to handle, and you still do practice that gratitude or whatever spiritual practice it is that you have, um, it, it, it gives you strength. Mm. And I do feel like gra practicing gratitude, an attitude of gratitude is is like magic. It changes your perception and perspective 
sorry, of everything. Um, you know, it's hard sometimes when you're just like, oh my God, it's all, you know, it's always a struggle or it's all falling apart. But if you can find that place again, where you can say thank you to whatever it is, you know, that you believe in, um, um, it gives you a lot of peace. Um, you know, and then, and then another way to get through challenges is, um, I have made it, I have made it a decision I made it, made this decision when I started that I would never give up. Mm. That's it. And so just make that decision. I'm not giving up. No, it doesn't matter how hard it gets. I'm going to keep finding a way. And having that mindset is so important. Um, because if you're ambivalent, if you're like, well, I could do this, but, or maybe I'll do that, but I don't, yeah, it's, that's not going to get you through it. Right. So yeah, that's, those are, those are really the things I focus on to get through all the challenges. <laughs> love that. We love, we are a manifesting duo. We understand the power yeah. of like naming your intention and like, you know, my dad always says, find your direction and go. So that everything you says, saying, speaking to our soul, and we try to incorporate those same practices, even with Black Girl Brunch, like Black Girl Brunch will be this, not, oh, we hope it will, it will, it will. And I think that like, you know, your experience is like living proof that manifestation works, especially when you put in the work, (laughs) you know? Yes. 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 Oh, I love that. And also asking for help. Like it really, when people that, when people are successful and they mention like, oh yes, I've got here because I've asked for help. It really puts Mm. things in perspective because I feel like now, um, but social media is a great tool, but sometimes the social media, like it depends on the crowd you're in. Some people, um, they think that it's like a flex to say that they don't ask for help. And so when you find yourself in situations where you're like, uh, I need help, you don't want to ask because you're like, oh, well, this person said that they got it on their own and they did this. But it's like, that's not realistic. We all need help. Oh, yeah. We and, and you're right. It's not realistic. If we look at it, we've actually all received help from someone somewhere to help us get to the next step. So, yeah, I find it. Yeah, it's it's being humble, knowing that we don't have all the answers. There are people who can do it better and, and help us, um, is all, I think those are all really good, um, ways of being when you're in a leadership position. Mm -hmm. The next question is a fun one. Okay. So what four people would you like to have dinner with dead or alive? Ooh. Okay. Hmm. I, Barack and Michelle Obama, for sure. <laughs> I just admire them. So I, they have relationship mm. goals for me. I love that. I just, and, and of course, everything they've done and they're just so relatable. And, and I'd love to, you know, sit and ask a few questions and get, grab a, you know, get a few like golden nuggets to walk away with and, and think about, um, Sarah Blakely, I've been watching yes. a lot. Like, oh yes. my God, I love yes. her. I used to work for Spank. <laughs> oh my God, really? Yes, she God. is amazing. Very motivational. She did amazing things for us. When I like one of the best people I've ever worked for. Wow. Wow. Yes. I mean that alone, like being able to say that, like. 
that's a dream for an entrepreneur, I think. Like to have someone who's worked for you to be like, it was amazing working for that company. That's so cool. And she achieves that. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. So I definitely would like to meet her. Um, I love her story and she practices law of attraction mm-hmm. in some ways, I think, mm-hmm. or at least she practices a lot of gratitude and, and all of that. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many. I mean, there's a lot of philosophers that, that are, are no longer living, but I would love to, <laughs> to meet and ask about the meaning of life. I mean, Gandhi and Alan Watts, um, yeah. I mean, those are just a couple. Uh, it's a good question. I have to keep thinking about that. Yeah, isn't it such a fun question? And that's so funny. I did not expect for you to say, Sarah Blakely. It that does make so, sense, though. This, it makes it so much make sense. sense. I think that, like, in hearing you speak about, like, your passion and, be like, having a, a business that started from a passion, the support for women, I feel like there's so much alignment with how you both, like, yeah. the framework that y'all operate from. Yes, and she definitely was somebody who practiced exactly what she preached. And in our store, we had um little, like, positive affirmations that was, like, in the packages, like, in the boxes and stuff. Um, <laughs> and it was, like, one quote. It was, like, the biggest risk in life is not taking, like, is not risking. Um, and it was like, she made employees feel like, you don't, you're not bonded to this company. Like, you know, you can do what you please. So yeah, that's it. I feel like it definitely makes sense that you said her, but yeah, great person to work for. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So our next question is, um, what's a fun fact about you that most people don't know? Ooh. I think definitely a fun fact is I used to be like a semi-professional salsa dancer. I love Latin dance. I go out salsa dancing all the time. It's something I grew up with um, in my family. And then I started teaching lessons. And one of the first businesses I ever had um, was teaching salsa classes at restaurants. So I had to make money. I was trying to find somewhere to work. And I came up with this idea to go to different restaurants and say, hey, I can help you boost your sales by bringing in customers if you let me like rent a space in your restaurant for free to teach salsa lessons and have like a DJ. And I'll charge the cover and that's the money I make, but I'm sure they're going to buy a couple drinks from the bar while they're here taking lessons. And so I went around to all these restaurants and asked them if I could do that. And I landed a few. Um, and so I did. So that was my, one of my first businesses. And, um, I did that for a little bit, actually for a couple of years while I was writing the business plan for Hip City Veg. So I love to salsa Oh, that's nice. Maybe oh, you can bring I'll that into one of your restaurants. <laughs> I would love to learn how that's to salsa dance. I like dancing, period. So any type of dance, I'm with <laughs> it. Yes, and salsa is so fun. I At my job at the other location I used to work at, um, my coworker who's Puerto Rican was teaching the seniors, um, because I work with seniors, to salsa dance. And I'm like, this is so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. You have to teach us some moves at some point. (laughs) 
Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. let's do this. Let's go to Bar Bon Bon, have a great meal, and then, like, do some salsa You're speaking my language, especially if we have the key lime pie it. shots <laughs> that we had yeah. on New Year's. We were like, act. those were so good, the key lime pie shots. Oh, yeah, I forgot we did have those. were those. amazing, oh, amazing, wow. so good. We... We go there so much. Oh my god! I freak, like we literally go there once a month. No lie, we really do. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Um, the next question is. Oh, oh, I just I already asked the um the next question, Iman. No, no, the next question is about um, uh, what advice? Yeah, what, what advice, advice would you give your yeah, younger if, self? Oh, um. That's such a good question. You know, when I think about the answer, ooh, that's a good one. When I think about that, I actually look at everything and I'm really glad that I had the adversity that I had, that I there was a time where I hit rock bottom, where I was, you know, there was a time where I my life was unmanageable and out of control and I and and I had to come to grips with, you know, getting my life back on track. Like when that all happened, it actually was the moment that I was able to grow the most and humble myself and say, you know what? I do want to do better and be better. And so sometimes I think, oh, maybe I could have told my younger self, like, hey, stay out of trouble or, you know, focus on this more or whatever. But I think that all those struggles I'm actually happy for because they brought me to where I am today. So I just, you know, I say, keep striving. You know, I would tell myself, keep striving for what you want and what you're looking for and keep striving for purpose in your life. Um, And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I didn't give up on that. Um, And that I had challenges that got me there because they're all worth it and they're all part part of the journey right right I think sometimes we want to just when we're going through those challenges obviously it's so uncomfortable but the more you look back and it's just like I have a hard time wondering if I would have gotten here without you know all of that yes Yes. being uncomfortable really pushes you forward because you're like I don't want to be in this position anymore or, or again, so you just keep on pushing and pushing and pushing to not be uncomfortable. That's right. And the next question we have here, um, what are some new projects you're working on and how can we slash the audience support you? Ooh, well, I just launched a new menu for Hip City Veg. And a lot of the new items, what I did was... I found a way to put, you know, to make the classic items that people love and their favorites even better and then lower prices. So during the pandemic and inflation, like we were all just catching up and prices were rising everywhere. And, you know, even though people seem to be making more money now, people are still still really stretched and they're still living paycheck to paycheck and things are hard for everyone. So I was really inspired to find a way to better quality and lower prices so that I could bring to my core raving fans something they love at a reasonable price so it could be part of their lifestyle. 
not just like a splurge or a once in a while thing, but something that people felt really good about buying on a more regular basis. Um, and so we have a lot of great items and the meal deal, you can get a meal deal under $15 now. I don't know if you've been there since we launched the new menu, but the meal deal price is really competitive. Um, we put on an item like our spicy chicken sandwich and we're highlighting maitake mushrooms, which is a superfood. So we're, we have a, a maitake sandwich with pickled onions and a green goddess dressing. And we have a couple new salads and sides. So I'm really proud of that launch, especially because I think it it's all about value. And I'm I'm super focused on that yeah, right now. I'm so happy you recognize that because um, that's the reality that people are facing. It's so expensive. And like food is one of those things where you don't get the option to decide if you're going to have or not. Like you actually need it. Um, and it gets to a point where some days it is better to go buy your meal than to go to the supermarket because the groceries are high, too. So the meal deal, I I've noticed it. I appreciate it. I actually had a chance to try some of the uh, new items uh, last week, like the onion rings. I'm excited to try like the, the mushroom uh, sandwich because I heard it's like probiotic. So it really helps with like gut health, which I'm always yeah. into as somebody who just has like a sensitive stomach. So um really excited for all those options and, and for the fact that you are thinking about people's pockets because it just it matters yeah. and for so long like veganism has been this really exclusive thing like oh if you are you know if you make this much money then you can afford to have a fun vegan meal mm -hmm. but like and the reality is there are vegan people who are in college who have a family <laughs> who have all these other financial struggles and we want to make like veganism more accessible so I think that's a great idea yes Awesome. Yes, and I appreciate it. And those onion rings are so good. Like, it's so hard to find vegan onion rings. I know. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, fine. Because, like, I didn't have onion rings for years. And then I finally had some at, like, Sonic in Utah, which is, like, so <laughs> random. But I didn't have any for years. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, y'all finally got onion rings. Like, I am so happy. Oh my gosh. And you're totally right. We searched far and wide for vegan onion rings and like we're battering them. And I'm so glad you like it and, and appreciate that. That's so great. Yes. I, I was, I was like, cause I have a gluten sensitivity, but I, and I know y'all have gluten free stuff, but I was like looking at CVS to like take, there's like this allergy pill you can take. And I was like, I'm taking that cause I need these onion rings and it works <laughs> and great. I was able to enjoy the onion rings. <laughs> Oh, I love yes. that. Um, and if you could, could you let the folks know you know where to follow you and Hip City Veg on um, social media? We have audience that's from all over the place, but people come into Philly all the time. And one of the things they do, our listeners, is they ask Sabrina and I, like, where should we go to eat? Where should we go to eat? We always recommend all three of your restaurants. But just in case people want to keep up with you, in case you open in their city in the future, like let, let them know where they can find you. Oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. Um, you can find us definitely on Instagram and social media at Hip City Veg or Bar Bonbon or Charlie Was. And my Instagram is Nicole Marquis. Um, and I'm always posting stuff on Instagram about what we're doing in the restaurants. And also you can go to hipcityveg.com 
uh, to order takeout. Perfect, perfect. All right, so now we're gonna go into a fun game called This or That. So Sabrina's gonna share two options with you, like winter or summer, and then you have to pick your preference and just give us a, a, a little a why behind it. We'll also share our pick too. Great. So this or that, the first one is cabin in the woods or beach vacation. Ooh, that's too hard. <laughs> um. I, ooh, I think I'm going to have to, okay, they're both my favorite, but I guess I'll do beach vacation. I, you know, I'm just, I go to Puerto Rico all the time and I love it. And the water is so calming and the sun, I just need the sun in my life. So I'm going to say the same thing, beach vacation every single time. I just, I'm never going to say no to the beach versus cold. Like, that's all I hear is, is do you want to be cold or do you want to be warm? That's what I hear. <laughs> no, I agree. And like, I remember when we went to the beach together and I fell asleep on the beach. That is such a good feeling. Like falling asleep on the beach. I just want to go to just take a nap because it is yes. such a euphoric feeling. Like falling asleep on the yes. beach. I highly it. recommend one of my favorite activities we've ever done together is fall asleep on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Funny. The next one is cauliflower or jackfruit. Ooh, def- I love cauliflower. I'm going to choose that one. It's one of my favorites. You can roast it. You can steam it and mash it. I do like a turmeric, vegan butter, cauliflower mash. I love Um we use it. Oh, buffalo cauliflower tacos is our best selling at Barbell Bones. So definitely cauliflower. <laughs> no, I agree. Cauliflower because jackfruit is so, it's such a pain to cook personally. Because then you have to figure out like, is it in the brine or in water? And then depending on what you're making, you have to like marinate it for long. So I'm, cauliflower is nice and easy. It's very convenient. You don't have to open up a can. So yeah, cauliflower. Cauliflower, 100%. It's one of my favorite um, vegetables. Uh, It's just so easy. And I like cauliflower for so many reasons. One, it lasts a long time in the refrigerator, where so many other vegetables, like, Mm -hmm. they just go bad so easily. With cauliflower, it's like old faithful. You can always count on it to last you a few days and not just go bad easily. Like you said, it's versatile. People make fun of like the cauliflower wings. Like if you add cauliflower wings, they're like, it's not real wing. Just call it cauliflower. Personally, I love cauliflower wings. (laughs) It's if I see it on the menu, I'm going to get it every single time. It's so good. Same. It's so good. It is. The next one is girls night out or girls night in. Ooh, um, I think I'm going to say, oh gosh. Okay. Well, oh, this is a hard one. I love going out to restaurants. Mm. It's one of my favorite things. I love having a great meal and like having great service is so wonderful. So I'm going to say girls night out, although I am kind of a homebody now nowadays i do um i do love a great experience at a great restaurant say that now that like now that you said that i agree it is because like myself and iman we love to go out to eat like 
every time we're together, we're like, where are we going to go eat? <laughs> so, yes. like, when you put it like that, I kind of want to say girls night out. But also, <laughs> I like to stay in and watch movies because I don't have to wear heels. I don't have to do my exactly. hair. So, okay, since you said out, I'm going to say in. Okay, great. I gotta <laughs> say Girls Night In. As much as I love trying new restaurants and especially in different cities, you know, figuring out like, oh, what what can I get that's vegan here? Love that experience. But nothing beats a girls' night in or just a day of com- yeah, like comfort, movies, and ordering. That's the that's the kind of, if we're gonna do in, I have to order the food. <laughs> like we have to go. <laughs> are persuading me i think i should have chosen <laughs> i think you're right i love just like sweats and lounging have your hair in a ponytail or a bun or whatever and just like not caring about heels and, yes. makeup. and no other yeah. people Girls, around no uber <laughs> no uber bag no worrying about the weather i just i really enjoy it there was one day um during the pandemic where sabria and i picked up some vegan pizza um i think we went to 20th street pizza and then we went to van lewin and we got like vegan ice cream and we just went on a charlise theron movie kick Oh yes, this is the best night <laughs> yes. ever. It was so fun. We just watched, we watched like four Charlize Theron movies, like back to back. And it was great. I'm like, this is what we should do. We should pick one person and we should just go down their, their like filmography for the whole, like the whole time. It was so good. The fact that I can remember that day, it was like so much fun to me. So I'm going to say Girls Night In. <laughs> Love that. And the last this or that is, Takeout or home cooking? Oh, these are hard <laughs> questions. Um, oof, you know. Oh my gosh, I'm stumped. I don't know what to say <laughs> because I think having a home cooked meal is definitely it's healthy. It can be so comforting, but. As a busy CEO and single mom, I'm like, where's the takeout? And if it's good, <laughs> then, I mean, it's just, so, you know, it saves the day. So I'm going to say takeout. No, it's no wrong answer here. They're both so amazing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. Because, like, I feel the same way. Because, like, this week I have been so busy. So, like, last night I ate out. And tonight I'm probably going to eat out. And then tomorrow, I don't know. But like, yeah, when you just, it's just, especially when you find your groove and what takeout you like, I'm like, I'm just going to do takeout. I know. I know. Thank goodness for Thank goodness. Thank goodness. It feels like a reward to yourself when you get takeout. I know. Sometimes I feel so bad about it. I feel like so irresponsible because I'm not cooking because I'm like, oh, like I have the food in the house. I have the food. Then I think about like my day and what I'm doing and like all the energy that like I put into just completing a day and I'm like, oh, treat yourself. So as much as I do love home cooked meals, I'll say takeout is probably going to win every single time. I do enjoy home cooked meals as long as they're made by someone else. Like if my, if I'm <laughs> yeah, like so a bar true. like barbecue is what I'm thinking about. Like I love when I can get some vegan barbecue made by like a family member. I'm so happy, but most of the time I'm going to pick takeout. I have a really good hack for not feeling guilty about <laughs> takeout. So on Sundays, I will usually meal prep 
So I'll make like my favorite or Lucas's favorite meal and I'll make a huge batch of it. And then I put it in containers for lunch and dinner for like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So I've got three days of home cooked meals. And then on Thursday when I'm like exhausted and I'm like, I'm not going to cook. I've worked, you know, on Friday I've worked all week and Lucas is tired. I'm like, takeout it is. And it feels I so good. I love that. And <laughs> on Saturday, is that like a, t- is that a takeout or go out day too? And then Sunday is back to the meal prep. I'm like, what's the formula? I need. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Saturday, Friday, Saturday, definitely. I take out or go out to a restaurant. Um, yeah, definitely. As long as like you're meal prepping and like you have a few days where like you're eating from home and you know, like your portions and it's, it feels like really good and healthy and stuff. Then you can go ahead and splurge and it like helps my pocket too, you know, cause then I'm not going out seven days yes. a week, but I'm definitely lo- spoiled living in the city with all these options for takeout. Yes. Philly yes. has some good food. Now, Philly has some good, good food. It really does. And it I is. have a small hack. So I pack my lunch every day for work. I pack my breakfast and my lunch. So I don't, like order the only thing I buy is coffee and so and then I'll like on some days I'll um order out uh for takeout and then on the weekend I'll actually not order out like on Saturday or Sunday Ooh, that's yeah cool. See, I love yes, that. It's always good to find balance. I go through roller coasters. I wish I could say I have like a formula. That's why I'm listening cl- very closely to you ladies. Like I literally, <laughs> the only thing I'm consistent with is the fact that I eat oatmeal every morning. I know that I'm going to have oatmeal or maybe <laughs> avocado toast every morning because it's just easy. It's healthy. I like it. I, it's like I have so yeah. much oatmeal. I don't even remember where I, when I buy it, but I never run out of oatmeal. So... <laughs> Oh my gosh, me too. Every morning, every morning. (laughs) So yes, thank you so much for playing this this or that with us. And it wraps up this segment. Thank you so much. You guys are just fabulous. And I had such a nice time. Thank you. No problem. We really, really appreciate you so much, Nicole, for joining the show. This is like a full circle moment for us. So um, again, we really appreciate you for taking time. We know you're busy to come on and shoot the breeze. And I know our listeners are going to be so happy to hear from you. Yes, they can finally hear from who we are just always ranting and raving about. Um, (laughs) So that's like they can definitely and also sidebar, you have such a great podcast. Yeah. Like you sound, really? yeah. I'm like, you really sound like you are made to be on a podcast. Oh my gosh, I love that. Thank you. Yes. yes. <laughs> so one more time, just let the folks know where they uh, they can find you and how they can um, keep up with all the great things you're doing. Awesome. You can find me at Nicole Marquis on Instagram and Facebook. Also go to Hip City Veg and check out what's new with our menu and order online. All right. Thank you so much, Nicole. Oh my gosh. That was so nice having Nicole on the show. I'm actually still in disbelief about it. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm like, what? Like that is just talk about full circle full 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 circle like we are two foodies and like we literally triangulate back 
and forth between all three of the restaurants that she has named. And like, I was actually trying my best not to go like super hard and to tell like every single story, <laughs> like every single story. Like when you were talking about your dad, I'm like, I literally ran into Sabria's dad at Hip City Veg. I have family members who are hardcore carnivores being like, yo, there's this place called Hip City Veg, y'all. It's no joke. Like if you come to Philly, you have to try one of the three restaurants um, that Nicole like is the owner of because they're no good. We're not people that gas things up if they're not good. <laughs> We're just not like, yeah, no, seriously. And like, I always have to stop myself from getting hip city almost every day. Like I have to control myself. Um, and it's crazy. Like I literally was just thinking about it. I'm like, when Iman, I forgot what you said. So oh, you said new years. I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, yo, we literally go there almost every month. Literally, literally <laughs> almost every month. And it's time to hit up Charlie was a center. But it's just so many oh, positive yeah. memories. It's so many positive memories. And I, I was to say, I didn't even get into it how I spent $60 <laughs> on myself. I was by myself, y'all. Oh, my God. And I, you know how hard you got to be eating <laughs> to spend $60 on yourself? At a restaurant where there's tapas, like it's small plates. Oh, I went, I went ballistic. Yeah, and it's like you do. You I have to go it. there with other people and just try literally everything. And what I like about every restaurant, you know, they have dessert because I'm a dessert person. Yes, that's what Iman always. <laughs> I look at the dessert menu because I'm like, what the de- what desserts they have is gonna like uh control. That's gonna let me know what I what I can eat because I need to save some room for the dessert. So, oh, so happy. And you know what? We're going to get into common senses. Um, Nicole and so many other experiences have just inspired this week's common senses. We wanted to talk about like balance. There's so much going on in life all the time. Some days I'm just like, how are we going to do this? Like, how do we keep our head above water? And then I think about the fact that like, I'm not even at, I'm not even where I want to be and I'm already overwhelmed. Just not a single day. Mm -hmm. I don't end the day just feeling completely beat, like completely exhausted. And it's like, it can feel isolating because it seems like everyone else has so much energy all the time <laughs> and I don't. And then people tell me that they look at me and they're like, oh, wow, like you're always doing this or doing that. And I'm like, let me just put go on record to say that I'm tired. <laughs> I'm very tired, like all the time. <laughs> so like we wanted to share like what what are experiences with just like being like being busy? What how do we find balance? Um, so recently I'm really serious right now about like getting my life back, um, whatever that means, (laughs) but I'm very serious about it. And, um, I started like making an itinerary for myself. So for instance, it's something little as, so I know it's corny when fitness people say it never miss a Monday. So I am very hell bent on for the past four weeks not missing a Monday to work out like no matter what um because for me I'm very bad with like I love routines but outside of work like when it depends on me I'm very bad with that and I'm trying to get better at it and the way I can get better at it is with my fitness so I'm like I feel like one it's like a domino effect like one thing leads to another So with me being, so for instance, yesterday, I, 
I was so tired. You, y'all ever get so tired that you start feeling sick? Mm. You like you feel like you got the All suds. The time. Like I, I know <laughs> yes. you get it. So I yesterday I was so exhausted that I felt like I was sick. And so I'm like, well, what the hell? Like, so I'm like, or right, I'm gonna cancel my class. Like, I'm gonna cancel my orange theory class. Like, whatever. I walked my ass to that gym. I said, you know what? You gonna do this? And I did it. And I did it. And I felt great afterwards. Then I got the meal that I wanted because I was like, after I do this, then I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna eat dinner at the place that I was like craving. And I'm like, you know that. And then as soon as I got home. I packed my lunch, I washed up, I did my night routine, and I'm like, for me doing that, that simple task of, like, going to being, like, I'm not missing a Monday, I was able to, it's because I used to just, I would be tired, I would come in the house, I would fall asleep, didn't make my lunch, waking up at, like, 11 o'clock at night, being like, oh, let me make my lunch, and just being all over the place, and then, like, missing taking my shower and I would be like waking up at like two in the morning randomly taking a shower so like I've been really like fixated on trying to have a routine for myself and I'm not being hard on myself I'm just like you have to do this like trying to like be I got yeah I'm like you have to do this to do that to do that blah 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 so like um tackling one thing like I said my fitness is really helping me stay on task because after you work out, you're going to be hungry as fuck. So in order to eat, sometimes I'll be having to make my food. So I'm going to stay on task with that if I'm going to want to eat. (laughs) My God, you just, you are spitting. And I feel like when we, I get so motivated when we both on our, like, we both on our bullshit. You know what I mean? Like we both on it Mm -hmm. because like, I think there are some times where like you be on it and I'll be off. There are some times where I'll be on it and you got to get on. But this is a moment where we both are on it. Like we are both like, nope, these are the things that matter. We are not falling off. We are being kind to ourselves, but we are challenging ourselves. We are pushing ourselves. And like I think that helps me in itself. Just like not just you looking at all my friends. All my friends work so hard. They work so hard. They not giving up. They're relentless black women. We come from the same place. We don't, we don't got no safety net. And everybody's just pushing, 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 pushing. But like as it relates to my life right now, some days I have to just like zoom out and be like, no wonder you're tired. I think you said that to me the other day. Like, Iman, you do too much. Like, no wonder you be tired all the time. I be every day I, I, I'm doing something productive. Like, so I have a, a new job and like, I'm a firm believer in how you do one thing is how you do all things. And this is like a, a job. This is like a the first job I had in a long time where I'm just like, this responsibility energizes me. This responsibility is teaching me a lot, not just about myself, but about business and that those skills, like I do apply to like black girl brunch and how we move and how we handle things because we don't have like a manager. We are the managers. So it's like one really, uh, that takes a lot out of me because I'm always going to do a good job at whatever, um, you know, whatever I'm on 
fitness. Like I cannot, like every time I get a fitness groove, my lifestyle will change and then I got to find a new fitness groove. Like when I was living in my apartment every day, I got up and I went downstairs to the little exercise room. I worked out. Well, guess what? Now that I'm home. I don't have that anymore. And some days it's challenging get to the gym. So I'm like, I'll do solid core at night sometimes with Sabria, but like I'm walking, I'm doing soul cycle. But I just feel like every day, my number one goal is get it in the best you can eat the best you can and go from there. Like, because I'm determined to not go backwards and start having healthy, ex- unhealthy expectations in my life as it relates to, to fitness. So like that takes up more time because there are days where I'm just like dog tired, but I'm like, I have to make time for myself. I have given so much to my job. I've given to my family. I've given, 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 like, how am I going to take care of myself today? So it's like, I've done a lot of psychological work for me to reframe working out from like, oh, this is about to take away energy versus this is building me up. Like I need to go build myself up now that I've I've built everything else and everybody else up today. Like I got to find me one hour for myself. If I don't got one hour for myself, what does that say? You know? Mm -hmm. And then with the food thing, like I just talked about this, like I am, here's another thing, trying to get a house, y'all, adult shit. So I've been trying to be more responsible financially. So it's like, as much as I want to tell myself, oh, it's just $20, oh, it's just $30. I'm like, I need to challenge myself to be better at like not saying that all the time. Like kind of using Sabria in a Coles framework, saying it sometimes, yes, you can order. But if it were up to me, I would order every single meal. <laughs> Every day, because I don't be feeling like cooking. But I just today I had to tell myself, like, what would it be if you literally just made some like type of tomato toast and broccoli? I know that sounds disgusting, but whatever. <laughs> it was a, it was like I made. I don't know. That's how it was a vegan grilled cheese. I made. I made a vegan grilled cheese with tomato. I ended up realizing I had the cheese in the fridge, so I made vegan grilled cheese with a with a slice of tomato. Yeah, that and good then to I air fried broccoli with some nutritional yeast, and it was great. And it took me twenty minutes, so I was making a monster out of cooking my own meal, and it didn't even take that long. I'm just, I can just be lazy, and I feel like. I'm just doing too much. Like, I'm on the phone with this person. I'm on the phone with that person. I took the walk. Now I got to cook, but this is life. Like, you got to just shake and bake and make it all happen. Um, And then um, on top of that, like, there are other things in my life. Like, I still care about being a good friend. I still care about showing up for my family. I still care about, like, you know... um, you know, I'm I'm dating someone right now and showing up for them and like having that quality time. So it's and then I still care about my me time too, which is usually at the end of the day when I'm doing my skincare routine or when I'm in the shower or something like that. So it's just like trying to find the balance is some days so difficult. And I think about like in the future one day. I will have a home. I got to maintain that. Some days I will have a child and I'll have to like, you know, carve out time for them. And the only solution I have is to outsource. Like every time you pick up one responsibility, you got to drop off something else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's really how my mind frame has been. I'm like, you just got to keep on going. This is what you got to do. Like, this is life. Like you have to do it. And I feel like that's making me like not dread things yep. as much. Um, Cause I'm not, everybody does that. It's other people like, um, especially like, cause I do orange theory and solid court and like orange theory. There's a lot of college students 
And there's a lot of people, there's somebody in my class yesterday was like, yeah, my son, like they're a mom. And I'm like, they're still making time to do this. They're like, I have to do this. Like, this is my thing. And I'm like, yeah, you just got to make time for stuff. And you just have to like, instead of looking at it as like a death sentence or like, oh, here we go. Like, it's like something that is good. Like, for instance, I was telling my coworker earlier, I know this sound all over the place, but I'm somebody, I love medals. I love rewards. Like I, any app that has reward points or something, I have it. I love stuff like that. The only reason why I finished the Broad Street Run is because I wanted a medal. <laughs> so when I see stuff like that, even if it sounds silly to somebody, I'm like, if this is going to get me through it and it's something that Never I know, because like, I feel like... I'm exactly, I'm going to leverage it. Like, I'll be checking. I'm like, when I saw that solid core, and I'm sorry, Iman. I don't I'm even want to talk about it. When I saw, when I saw that solid core give you a badge every week that you come, I said, yeah, oh, that's kind of shady to me, but me. it is what it is. <laughs> they shouldn't have did that no, to me. No, Sabria, because let badges. me just tell y'all something. I was going to book solid core oh, on my, on my, my own, God. and Sabria made it like I did something to her, so then that made it <laughs> me believe that we only did solid core together, and like I have literally been feeling funny about that, because I, I was trying to, I was thinking about doing solid core sometimes, but I was like, nah, like, this is me and Sabria's thing. Guess who did it without me? Didn't think twice about it, and don't give a damn. I was like, oh, good for you. I hope you have fun. But don't say nothing when you see me in there uh, grooving and moving on the machine. I'm not. I'm not no, going to say nothing. No, you can't. I can't. But honestly, I'm going to be so bored this week. I don't want to blow up your spot, but I'm going to be so bored this week. So I'm like, I need something to and do. And you could have did another class, but okay. I know. I need some, But I'm not going. See, I'm not going to the same. What's it called? I'm not going to the same studio, though. Mm, interesting. So you're exploring something new without me. Anyway, I'm happy <laughs> that you're having a ball. I'm going to let you have it. Um, and let's Thank just you. never go there again. That's all I have to say. And I don't want to, you know, that's it. That's where I stand. What the hell? So the next question, um, y'all, is <laughs> about, like, how we, like, wh- what are some areas of your life where you're, like, uh, I want to do better better there, but I just don't think I can right now. Like, you ever realize at some point it's like, I'm probably just not going to get that at this moment in my life because I'm too busy focusing on all these other things. Like, is there anything like that for you? Can you repeat that? Like, for example, I'll give, I'll, I'll go first. Like, one thing I, I feel like I'm kind of neglecting right now, I ain't going to even hold you, is like my social life. I feel like my social life has had to be put on pause in order for me to focus on my like financial well-being, my mental well-being, my physical well-being, and to like really get myself together. And it's like I've struggled with that because like I'm some I'm a friends as girl. But there are a lot of my friends where I feel like I haven't seen you this year or we used to talk on the phone all the time. And like now I'm not talking on the phone with you or like with my family. I'm always hanging around my family, but now they have events and I'm just like, I don't have the energy to make it. And it's taken me a lot of time to realize like I'm not doing anything wrong. I just have to reprioritize. And, you know, sometimes I have 
put my health on the back burner. Sometimes I put financial growth on the back burner, but I just sometimes feel like, how is it that other people can do all these things without any part of their life, like taking a hit? But then I'm just like, you know what? This is me and this is the hand I'm dealt and I'm going to focus on myself. And I know that like my, in order to be friends, as adults, we have to understand when some of us go into these modes. Like we, ha- I-, I would understand. Like I have friends who become new parents. I have friends who enter new jobs, and I understand that sometimes that means space for me. Um, so mm-hmm. I- I've just been thinking about it like that. And I also feel like sometimes it might feel like neglect, but also like every so often you grow apart from people, and that's fine. And also. Some people are just on a different, like, I don't want it's not really level, but like in a different, I guess, like time frame mm-hmm. as you. So it's not really, I wouldn't say like it's neglect, but you are a very, a more social person mm-hmm. than I would say I am. So that does make sense. Like, I feel like, um, in toning, not toning, I don't want to say toning it down and taking like a little breather, a step back, it feels like neglect yep. because you're so used to always being available and it feels, it's not really neglect. It's just like taking a exactly. breather. Exactly. Because I feel like you, yeah, because I feel like you always like, it's to the point where you didn't say no, you were always here, you were always there, um, not saying no to something. So I feel like it's more taking a breather, it's not neglect. Um, me, I feel like I could definitely, I was doing so good with like my writing and like taking notes and stuff like that. Um, up until this is birthday, being black and having a birthday is just too much (laughs) because we can't just have a birthday. It's gotta be a birthday week and all that stuff. And so I feel like my birthday month, like I feel, I was like reading books. A book I didn't read my April book I didn't write that month and I just felt like woo so I feel like I would say that neglecting like reading and like my writing but I definitely am going to get back in that I started listening to my audiobook today for May I did not forget about my readings y'all um so yeah I feel like I was neglecting that and I felt it like I felt I'm like uh this is weird but I feel like once I throw I get back in the groove of that I'm like all right I'm good I'm good I'm good Absolutely. And another thing I just want to name that has been helping me is like outsourcing. Like for the, so for the first time in a minute, I did my own hair and I love it. It's super cute, but it's something I've really enjoyed doing. I love taking care of myself. I love washing my face. I love exfoliating. I love shaving. I love doing things like that. Like I can't even, I just love being in touch with my body, my hair, my nails, my pedicure. Like that used to be like a Sunday ritual for me, but I've had to like, stop. I can't do that anymore. I've realized like, yes, I did my hair on Sunday, but it took a lot and I don't typically have that downtime on Sunday. And if I do, I don't want to be doing anything. I don't want to have be deep conditioning all day. Like if, if I work all this, if I'm working harder and I'm doing more then I should be able to treat myself and also look at it. Like when I treat myself, I'm also supporting another black woman too. Like I'm supporting black women who are mothers. Like when I get my nails done, I'm supporting my girlfriend savvy, you know, like I'm, we, we are supporting each other sometimes when we outsource, like when I go and I buy dinner, I'm supporting Nicole. That's sometimes how I look at things. Like you can't, 
this one woman told me every time you make a little bit more money, you should be like dropping off your responsibility and outsourcing. So like one day, my the next step for me, I hope that, you know, for my next big pay bump or whatever comes to me, I want to outsource cleaning. I want to start getting someone to help me clean because it takes up so much time and it's an endless loop. You have to keep doing it over and over again. And it's like, if you give, if it's not on your plate anymore, then now you free up some mental space and some energy to be able to focus on something else. Meanwhile, you're supporting somebody else's business. So that's like my mindset moving forward. Like, what do I have to be doing versus what can I be like? sacrificing and investing somebody else to do so that I can have more free time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I definitely agree. Cause I'm definitely, first of all, I never wanted to do my own here anyway, but I'm like, yep, yep. That, yep. That's over. That shit is it's out. out. It's too much time. Don't have 4C here. Huh. Don't have 4C here. I don't care. When people be like, oh, I just do my own here and they got 4A here. And I'm like, that's good for you. Like, that's very good for you, but we don't have the same. Your blues are definitely not my blues. My managers say that all the time. Yeah, your blues are not my blues. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it um, for this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. A full, 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 full um, circle show. Again, shout out to Nicole um, for hopping on and chatting with your girls for a little bit. Make sure y'all follow us on the gram at black girl brunch follow us on twitter blk girl brunch let us know your thoughts on the show make sure you hit us up on patreon we have a pay as you wish model you can follow me on instagram and the tiktok at imama tay you can follow me on twitter i'm back y'all i'm back on twitter at it's mate and sabria and you can follow me at it's frankism on instagram and on tiktok and frankism underscore on twitter that's it y'all that's the show bye